to Anything Goes. I'm your five wing four host, Madison. And I'm your nine wing one host, Aiden. Um, we're, we're back, 2021. Whoop, whoop. 2020 part two. <laughs> um, honestly, it's shaping up to be that way. So let's jump into some announcements. First of all, for this episode, I am really sick. <laughs> so if my voice cracks or gives out or sounds weird, that might be why. Um, I went to the doctor. They're not sure if I have strep or COVID or just some other virus causing tonsillitis, but my tonsils are hella swollen and I don't know how long my voice is going to last for this recording. <laughs> I'll try to do more talking. I don't know what I'm talking about though. Yeah. Also, I will be taking periodic drink breaks and if you hear those, I'm sorry. I will try and edit the sounds out as best as I can. I can add a Baby Yoda meme and just put your face on, you know what the Baby Yoda sipping meme? Yeah. That's Just, that's just think one. of it as ASMR, guys. It's the one for this episode, yeah. Yeah, um, okay. Speaking of, of episodes, our Type 8 episode uh, has been experiencing some technical difficulties. There's some, uh, mm. some wonky stuff that happened with the, the audio during upload mm -hmm. um, got corrupted so we're working on re-recording it and mm -hmm. fixing that uh, and then we're going to go through the other episodes just to make sure that that's not an issue yeah I know um everything before type 8 was fine um but yeah uh I don't KJ has listened to all of those so they should be fine um I'm trying to see, uh, I don't know why any, like, I know this got views. So if something happens and like, you're like, oh, this episode is weird. Can please like tweet at us or email us, please? Yeah. <laughs> please. I mean, 90% chance it's weird because there's an audio corruption issue and then 10% mm -hmm. chance it's weird just because we're weird. Yeah, because here's the thing. Um, Type 8 got 151 views so far. <laughs> so 151 of you. Like, this is one of our highest, it's not our highest viewed, but it's one of our highest viewed episodes. Maybe that's why. Maybe we just need to, we found our market, our niche market. <laughs> but, like, this no one said anything. And you KJ was listening to it on a drive home and was like, hey, did you guys know? So I don't know if it was just always bad or if something happened or what, because we didn't, I don't know. Um, I can't find an uncorrupted file on my computer. So I assume I accidentally, I assume what happened is when I went to export it, to upload it, that file that I exported out of my audio editor got corrupted uh, there. And then that one got uploaded because it was fine in the editing software, like I could listen to it all the way through, but now there are just huge chunks of audio where it just goes like blank and you can't hear anything. Like yeah. it just completely cuts out. So I assume, you know yeah. This reminds me of at one time when I was just like a kid coming to visit family here, mm -hmm. um, uh, we went and, and saw my aunt mm -hmm. who um, really likes Star Trek. And so she had just gotten a new Star Trek with what's his face, Chris, one of the Chris's, Kirk, Kurt, the Chris what? Pratt. Was Chris, it was Chris okay. Pratt? No, 
wait what Chris was Pratt Chris... wasn't in Star Trek who was uh... who was who was the guy in like the new Star Treks they just did oh oh um Chris Chris oh shoot I know who you're talking Pine. about Chris Pine Chris Pine yes Chris Pine Star Trek that took way too long okay but the Chris Pine Star Trek um we were watching it and we got through the introduction and they got onto the ship and then it skipped and it went all the way to like the end of the movie and we were just like that's really strange like i think your cd is broken and she's or the dvd it's not a cd it's a dvd i think your dvd is broken and she's like no 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 this is how it's supposed to be because there's like wormholes and time travel and we sat through that entire movie and it skipped just about like every half an hour it would change a spot in 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 the movie I haven't seen that movie enough to know if that's correct or not. Like, if it's it not is, correct. it's not correct. <laughs> <laughs> it was a really interesting way to see that movie for the first time. <laughs> I, but I, you know, like if you don't go see it in theater and you get it and it's brand new and you're just like, well, I guess this is an interesting editing choice. Okay. Yeah. Oh, and so speaking of like uh episode software and stuff being wrong we are changing over for the new year we're trying some new stuff trying to improve our audio some more we've done more tests recently and like uh we tried zoom which we didn't try before because neither of us well i don't know about caden but i did not have the paid subscription for it and so yeah it's gonna this is going to time us out after a little bit. I think it's like 30 or 40 minutes. And so we're going to have to like stop, start a new session and then jump back into the recording. So that might cause some issues. Um, I also got an equipment upgrade for Christmas. Um, my uh, girlfriend brought me, bought me a uh, microphone and like splitter setup. So I'm using that microphone now. Um, we did some tests. It did sound pretty good. Um, so if you want to give us some feedback on like how our new audio sounds, that would be really appreciated because this is more about like what you guys want. Um, if you think our old system of recording the Skype video works better, um, you didn't really mind, or if you don't really like the interrupted, like, oh, we're going to switch calls and stuff, which I'm going to try and edit that as smoothly as possible um so just give us some updates on that uh new year new equipment um same old me though mm -hmm. <laughs> uh well uh, other sort of announcement things our general warnings still apply uh not safe for work maybe you want to listen with your headphones on if you are at work uh we do curse we have an entire section where we discuss sex um not actually Christian. that's over for this one we don't have that's true though i'm sure with the body triad it'll come up uh, i'm sure I, you just got me that nice book i know <laughs> it's great mm -hmm. um we're not christian we're very gay and we are not trained in anything at all mm -hmm. Working towards it, or at least I well, am. I don't know you if are. you are. I'm, I'm working towards actually reading any of the like five books I have in front of me. <laughs> I'm just 
keep sending you them for Christmas. It's, it's great. I mean, I love, I, I told you when we got on the call, like, oh, I'm so excited about this new book. I got, I got into it. But in reality, I have unfortunately overscheduled my life um, mm-hmm. and given myself in my time away to other people. And so now no longer have things to yeah to myself like book reading mm-hmm. um, hit us up on our patreon you want to talk about that yeah sure we have a couple different tiers the first tier is five dollars um and i forget what i named them um i don't remember you can go to our patreon and find out what they're named yeah. <laughs> that'll be linked in our show notes um but yeah so the first tier is five dollars um it doesn't get you much. I can't remember any of this. You're not doing a great job of selling this. I'm not. I'm yeah. sorry, guys. I, if you enjoy our show and you want to support our um, podcast hosting, the $5 tier will help cover things like uh, books and uh, hosting. And then I think there's also another tier that'll also help cover those things. Yeah. And if you really love us, you can give us a bunch of money to buy the secret cult book. Yes. It's all explained on our Patreon, which we will be linked. So far, we have zero active patrons and zero dollars per month. Um, <laughs> okay. So help someone. Someone, someone give, give money, please. <laughs> if you don't want to give us money and you just want to give us criticism, feel free to shoot us a message um, at our email at anythinggoes uh, at gmail.com uh, or our Twitter at anythinggoes. Uh, also, we post a lot of stuff on, on, on Reddit now, I guess. You do a lot of Reddit posts? I have been doing some Reddit posts. The thing is, I've been posting them in the, the, general, the general Enneagram subreddit because that tends to get me the most mm-hmm. answers. So we don't actually have so- our own um subreddit no uh, we have a just, discord we do and that do. is also pretty dry no, no one. one no one goes there either uh, if you are very interested you could hop on reddit and see if you can find out which ones are our questions yeah i can tell you speaking. i am my username is maddie monroe uh so you can find me there anything posted by maddie monroe is me I wonder if I can tweet out the links to my questions. Oh, maybe. I can. Yeah, I can try doing that. And we'll see. But yeah. So speaking of uh, Redditors responding to us, our question of the month. How'd you like that? That was smooth, right? Smooth yeah, transition. I do think that that was, we're getting better at this, maybe, <laughs> eventually. Slowly, but slowly. Our question of the month is, if you could detach any body part, what would it be? And this is asking specifically people in the body triad. So as a reminder, that's ones, nines, and eights. Mm-hmm. So the responses we got were mainly from our Redditors. Um, so starting with the type ones, the type ones were big mad at this question. Every single one of them seemed irritated that I was even asking it. 
like they were mad <laughs> like um a quote from I'm perfect one, why would i want to do that yeah but they were i don't know if they just thought that this was not the like subreddit to be posting it or if they were just mad at the question i'm not sure but like quote i have a nine wing one quote here i am confused as to why this is a question also is it if we could or if we had to if i could the answer would be none of them um big mad big uh, but like you can see it's the like internalized anger of like why is this a question this is not <laughs> so they were very mad about it um even though i took the time to explain like in my question i was like this is for a podcast it's just a fun question to get nines ones nines and eights to think about their body and how they relate to it like i explained why it's a question <laughs> I also said, if you could, and I left it specifically vague. So, and I explained that I left it specifically vague to see how each type thought and conceptualized the question. But the ones were just like, nah, why are you asking? <laughs> nah. They were so mad. They <laughs> did not like it. They were very angry. Um, I did get a, a nice one wing too. And I think it was that two wing softening them up which they did consider the possibility of being able to like still use it. Um, and if they could still use the body part when it was detached, they were a little more receptive. But yeah, eights were so enthusiastic. They loved this question. I got the most positive responses from eights. And the reason being is they were like, if I, they all went to the, if I can detach it and still use it kind of phase. Um, and they were big excited about that because they were like, look at all the things that I control, I can control. So like an eight wing seven said, is it like Bluetooth usable? If so, for sure in here, leave it somewhere discreet and eavesdrop, totally cool. Um, so eights were hyped. They were ready to just be able to detach a body part. One was a mother who wanted to be able to like leave her arm so that it would like cook for her while she took care of the kids or like, you know, like could just leave her arm to like go do something while she did something with the kids and stuff. Um, yeah. So nines, um, nines weren't as mad as the ones. They were a little more receptive, but they also did not want to lose a body part. Um, so most of the nines mainly chose to like detach something that they thought would be easiest to live without um, one nine said he would be fine detaching his foot because he thinks that the prosthetics would make stuff easy enough to like get around and he mainly works with his hands. So he's like, yeah, um, someone said a pinky toe <laughs> trying to basically just get out of like it as much as possible. But, um, there was one nine that, uh, gave a really interesting answer, which was, um, they asked if it was literally detaching the part or just ignoring the needs of said part um and was hella excited if it was just um like ignoring the needs of some parts which we will get into because that's a very nine thing with their that would be um, great yeah and that's a very like nine um disengaged from their body kind of thing which we will get yeah. into a little later um so Caden might as a yeah, nine. My, my two cents mm -hmm. I don't so 
I was thinking about this and there's an obvious answer being uh, trans, you know, I have a very interesting- <gasps> Oh, that was another body. thing, but yeah. Um, but I honestly, okay. And this is gonna be like a little bit of a like personal share out here, but mm -hmm. part of the reason why it took me so long to like come out, Mm -hmm. And as soon as I came out to myself, I came out to everyone else too, because I'm like, why hide that kind of stuff? I'm not fussed about that. Um, is that I don't actually hate my body. Mm. And there's so, there's so many narratives about, so intellectually, there's like two different terms that people use to talk about discomfort with their body, right? There's dysphoria and there's dysmorphia. And lots of people have dysmorphia, right? It's the idea that like you are uncomfortable with the part of your body and dysphoria is specifically tied to like gender and identity and that kind of stuff, that kind of discomfort. Mm -hmm. And people talk about being trans in gender identity in terms of dysphoria and, and that, oh, well, you know that you're trans or you know that you're not the same gender as the what you were assigned at birth because you don't like your body. You don't like things about yourself you don't like things about the roles that you're given right and I didn't feel that way about my own body in fact I like spent a lot of my childhood trying to actively cultivate a sense of I don't know I'm so disconnected from it that I like don't I don't want to fuck up that relationship you know mm -hmm. does that make sense yeah um so the obvious answer is I'm gonna have to pay thousands and thousands of dollars to transition medically and if you know, they could just take my testicles right now mm -hmm. for free. I would definitely do that. But also on, on an emotional intellectual level, the idea of it just happening and not having like control over the process is what I'd be worried about. Because mm -hmm. I am actually very particular about how I want my body to be and what I want to do with it mm -hmm. and how I feel about it. Like, I'm not going to say, fuck you. We I'm did. Stuck here. Yeah, that was very interesting because it did lead me to, so some other types did chime in because I was like, if you're another type, please chime in because we can have some comparisons in there. And I believe it was a type six, I can't remember, but they were ace. And they were like, I just kind of don't really need my genitals. I just kind of would prefer it like if they were just gone. So like, I would definitely detach my genitals. And that made me think of, um, when you brought up the trans stuff, like mm -hmm. I definitely think it would probably be like if there were some ace ones, eights or nines, maybe some genitals get thrown in there more easily. I'm not sure. Um, and then I'm, I'm going to mention my favorite response that I got, even though it has nothing to do with the ones, eights or nines. And it was a response from a seven. And they were like, <laughs> oh my God, it was so funny. They were like, I guess I would do if, I guess I would do a pinky toe, but if I, if I could, and this was allowed, I would, de I would detach an organ that like I didn't need or a portion of an organ that I didn't need. And I would sell it on the black market. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, that's my favorite. You win. Sevens immediately went to how can this benefit me the most? I'm going to sell body parts. That's that's going to be my shit. Yeah. You know, at small business owners, sevens. Yeah. That was my favorite. 
<laughs> I think they said spleen or something. I would sell my spleen. <laughs> it's just like, oh my God. When, I, when that came out, my I kidneys. Was, yeah, I was cackling. But yeah, so I think I would like to believe that that's where a lot of the sevens minds went. I am well, not let sure. Let me ask, hey, mm-hmm. babe, if you could detach any body part, what would it be? She's looking at me like I'm crazy. <laughs> the answer is no. <laughs> No. The answer is. She wants these to stay where they are. She she wants them to stay. So, so it's a big no from sevens. It's a big no from sevens. Except for the one who wanted to sell his kidney on the black market. Okay, I can see that, but that's not really what I'm. No. Mhm. More of the head types went along with the. If I could still use it, I would. I would do it. Like as a five, my mind immediately went to. Um, like I would want to be able to detach an arm and still use it and be able to like reattach it, you know, because I'm so short that if I could just detach my arm real quick and like, I could use it as like one of those like reachy things. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I was in the store the other day and I didn't have KJ with me and she's so tall. And so it makes things better. And I couldn't reach this one thing. And so I literally climbed into the like freezer that I was getting it out of and climbed up onto the first shelf and reached back and got this, the thing that I was trying to reach on the top shelf. And I was very embarrassed, but I was like, I can't ask anyone for help. I'm doing this myself. Because as a five, I don't that's want why, that interaction. That's why eights and fives are all about just yeah. self-reliance. Yeah. But yeah. Sixes, sixes wouldn't mind, I don't think. Yeah, I don't, sixes were just kind of like, eh. I don't know. Eh. I don't, yeah. <laughs> okay. But well, yeah, so let's That's let's a big intro. <laughs> yeah, it was very long. All right. So this next year because we only do one episode a month is all going to be about triads and so there are several different types of triads and they're a triad is basically a group of three enneagram types that share a common behavior coping mechanism tendency etc um and so there's like the intelligence centers which is where we're starting with there's the harmonics which is you know how you deal with conflict slash how you deal with problems there's the hornevian group um there's object relations um i think that's the there's apparently a love triad yes so which this new book you got me yeah so there are a bunch of different triads and as you see them um they're very helpful especially if you don't know what type you are because what you can do is you can say I'm kind of torn between these two types so let's go in and um, you can be like oh I'm a head type and I'm also um, um, in the competency group of the harmonics triad so that falls into type five and it doesn't fall into type eight. So I'm a type five as opposed to the type eight, even though I had a strong connection to type eight. Um, and it can kind of help you figure out what your type is. It can also help you recognize your behavior and your motivations. And um, you can pick up on behavioral patterns in the moment when certain things are happening, especially something like the harmonics, which is like your problem solving and your conflict resolution. Um, and you can see like, oh, 
this person's this type and they're trying to solve the problem this way and I'm trying to solve the problem this way and that's why we're not getting along well. So let's see, let's, let me take a breath, look at it from their perspective, you know, go in and just kind of like work the situation out. So it's, it's very useful in helping you become aware of those behaviors and helping you learn to kind of um, fix some of those. Um, but yeah, so let's see. This, um, this, next, this episode and our next two episodes are gonna focus on the intelligence centers. Um, and so uh, this episode is gonna be um, body and anger but our other intelligence centers are heart and shame and head and fear. And so everyone has access to each of the centers and that's gonna be the same for like every single triad. Everyone has access to the three different types of behaviors or three different things that you're going through. But one is your base type. It's the one that you lean on, it's the one that you use the most. And you can achieve growth by reaching into and forming the other two in the triad. So, and also thinking about like in the interconnectedness of it, uh, we talk about, I think, integration and disintegration or mm -hmm. like growth and stress or mm -hmm. uh, stretch and release, whatever you want to call them. Mm -hmm. um, that gives you access to more numbers, you know, mm -hmm. those are things that you access a lot. And a lot of times those are going to be reaching across out into different triads. Mm -hmm. So for, you know, our body triad stuff, the eights are going to be going to their head in stress and their heart in growth. Um, nines are doing the same. Ones are going to their heart in stress and their head in growth. Mm -hmm. So we're all kind of moving around through these. Mm -hmm. And how you connect to them is different. So like the eights and the ones are very nice here, but something like a five, we go to our head in stress because we just retreat further in. But then we go into our body and growth and we can actually overcome that. But we need to focus on developing our forewing to actually get some of the heart stuff. So yeah. depending on what type you are, you need to kind of like look and see around you and see what numbers go to where to kind of develop that. It's also what makes the three, six and the nine kind of a triad of death, which we're going to get into a little bit more. <laughs> triad of death. Yeah, which we'll get into when we start talking about the nines. I put it, I put that section yeah. down there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so this week, or not this week, this month, this month's episode yeah. is going to be anger. Yeah. So um, this kind of triad is based on um, movement, um, sensations and awareness. And it's also commonly known as like the gut triad because this group kind of focuses on their gut instinct and their gut knowledge and stuff. So their focus is on personal security, control, social belonging, and taking the right action. Also known as the instinctual center, which I'm gonna get into some of the like, there's, there are other names for it called the center of expression and the centers of structure, but they're all basically the same thing. They just kind of focus on different stuff. Um, so I have another quote about um, the body center, which is the common emotion for the body center is anger. 
The anger comes from the instinctual response to the sense of feeling interfered or messed with. Our unconscious fear of unity is that we will lose ourselves, our sense of functioning and intactness. The body center uh, types want autonomy and are concerned with control of their environment. Um, so this was very interesting to me because I know eights are very control and oriented, but I didn't really see it for type nines and ones until this kind of brought it up. Um, so what do you think about that? I'm, yeah, I'm sort of processing. Mm -hmm. um, I think uh, for the body, like the idea of being a body type for a really long time didn't, didn't stick with me in the same way. Mm -hmm. um, and that's maybe also like a nine thing, but, and I'm still kind of formulating some thoughts here, but about the idea of, of in contrast with like the heart or feelings and the head or fear, like those uh, culturally are very easy to grasp for me, like those concepts of being connected as part of your, your individual and your person, but the body as being a part of that isn't, I think, something that we talk as much about. Mm -hmm just through in our everyday lives, um, there's this idea and, you know, maybe it's a, a sort of American thing because that's where we are, our cultural conceptions, but this idea that your body is something that you have and not something that you are, but then um, it, and, and maybe this is part of me being a, a body type but the idea of something like, I can kind of separate myself out from the idea that like, I, I have and I experience emotions and I like, I have and I experience fear. And those are separate interactions and separate entities. But for me, the body thing is just like, you can't, you know? Like so it's, it's hard to imagine that as a center. And cause it's the idea then that like, isn't everyone in that center? And maybe this is me being self, absorbed and like living through my own experiences but like how how you not and that's what I like I just didn't get I like didn't get the body as a thing mm -hmm. so it's very interesting that you phrase it that way and like we are our bodies as a head type I am very much not my body like there is a distinct difference for me of like I the way I kind of view my body is that I am a person that's in my head and like my body is just kind of the shell that I'm inhabiting. And that's just kind of how I view my body. And I view my body as not really being me. And I feel like when you say something like that, people see, I've said stuff like that before and people have been quick to be like, are you trans or something? Looping back to our other yeah you know, because that seems like something that's very like, like you said, that seems like something that would be associated or is generally associated with transness and body dysmorphia or body dysphoria, but it's not that. It's not even disassociation. It's more like what I perceive as who I am slash what I am is kind of my mind and my headspace. Um, 
and it's very much a for me it's i think therefore i am and this shell is just what i inhabit and i'd be very interested to talk to like people in the heart triad because mm -hmm. i wonder if they feel the same way but only about their like feelings and stuff right you know and i, I it's very interesting because like i wasn't relating to really anything that you said there <laughs> Yeah, I'm well, and I'm maybe that's just the body stuff coming through. It's kind of mm -hmm. hard to think about mm -hmm. how you think about yourself mm -hmm. um, in a, a really objective way. Yeah, objectivity is a lie. But um, I guess for me, it's just like when I think about the connecting thread with the eights, nines, and ones, and what that means. Um, I think about the they're seeking like autonomy mm -hmm. and you're seeking um like a a, a distance and and a, and a separateness for yourself because you're so in your your body is a discrete unit you know mm -hmm. like your body has a, a distinct end right Mm -hmm. And for thoughts and for emotions, they're not necessarily as clear cut, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Like when, when you put something that is so uh, uh, like partitioned, I don't know. I don't even know how I'm describing this. <laughs> it makes sense in my brain, but it's really hard to like explain how I'm thinking about this. Essentially the idea that like your body is definable in a way that your thoughts as thoughts inside your brain and your feelings as emotions inside of your heart are not mm -hmm. and and so then those boundaries are much more important mm. i love the limitlessness though i feel like maybe that's why but maybe i'd feel too constrained if i were just limited to my body i guess Maybe that's disintegration to seven. I don't know. I think part of the, the issue with the body stuff though, right? Is mm -hmm. that, um, that that focus on autonomy and, and separating yourself from others mm -hmm. is an attempt, at least for me, to gain um, I don't uh, just come back to me on this. <laughs> I'm like, I'm so, I don't know why I can't speak today. I'm having so many issues. I should have written stuff down beforehand or something. Cause. Yeah. Okay. I'll move on. I have another move quote on. about the body triad in general, which is quote, at some point in their development, eight, nines, and ones feel that they have lost these essential qualities, that they have no sense of self and that they cannot assert their wants. Being unable to express themselves leads to an underlying feeling of rage. To compensate, the personality tries to create and maintain a sense of self where they are free to influence the world, but not be influenced by it. Consequently, the types in the body center are motivated to find ways to feel autonomous and independent. One way to feel a sense of self is to carry tension in our bodies. Another is to create boundaries around us. Unfortunately, when AIDS 9 and 1 
ones do not get the autonomy that they seek, their underlying feelings of rage rise up. They may become aggressive in a way proving their independence. They may become resistant to change, again, to bolster their feelings of autonomy. And this is the thing I was talking about, about the being, being a body, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. You are a body. Whereas like being a body interacting with the world, there's no inherent um, like quality to that beyond the physical. Mm -hmm. But so much of our life is, is it takes place not in those, those physical, tangible realities, right? Mm -hmm. And I don't know. I don't know if I really actually added to that conversation at all. <laughs> I think you did. I think, I think you brought up some points, especially in the way you phrase things. And the, like, you are a body in this world. And it's like, I'm nine ones nines and eights I feel like probably conceptualize themselves like that and I feel like people in the head and heart type probably don't so it's a nice it's a nice look into that yeah so I have some other notes um center of expression which is what I said one of the other um names for like the intelligence center is they're all basically the intelligence center but some places break it down a little bit more and so if it does get broken down the intelligence center is specifically body head or heart it doesn't really have much to do with like the anger shame or fear um but if you talk about centers of expression um this is kind of where um more of that anger portion comes into um, and some kind of rephrase it as to the energy you put out. Um, and so some rephrase this uh, center from anger to action oriented. Um, but it's basically the same thing. Um, it's just how you kind of break it down. Um, there's also the centers of structure, which is another um, way that this can get broken down. And this is um, so even when you go and like read up on this, um, this center can kind of cause confusion and isn't generally taught a lot. And the, the reason being is there's still a lot of no one really agreeing much. And this is also where tri-types kind of came from. It's kind of its root. Um, and so tri-types are very divisive still within the Enneagram community. Um, and I think that's also egged on by the fact that a lot of people still don't actually know fully what a tri-type is. They hear it and then they kind of think, oh, like I exhibit these types too. And um, like I was scrolling through Reddit the other day and someone had posted that their tri-type was that they were a four wing three, a seven wing six and couldn't figure out their last type. And even if you do believe in tri-types and you're using them correctly, the second two in your tri-type don't get ring, uh, don't get wings. So there's still a lot of miscommunication, even if you do believe in tri-types, lots of people still use it incorrectly. And so what tri-types came from is that there was originally Ichazo and uh, Ichazo helped teach Naranjo and they kind of broke apart and Naranjo kind of focused around the intelligence center as, as they are kind of now and was kind of the founder of them. And he was much more earlier on in that development though. Ichazo 
said that we have what he called a trifix, which was one fixation from each intelligence center. And from there, Catherine and David, I don't know how to pronounce this last name, I think it's Fauve, and it's spelled F-A-U-V-R-E, turned Echazo's idea into tritypes. And we will later do an episode on what exactly tritypes are and our feelings around them. And we, I don't know how Caden will go about this, but I will give you information to use it correctly if you do want to use it correctly. I don't think that tri-types are very helpful. I will say that. Um. <laughs> I don't know shit about tri-types. I, I think, well, here's the thing. Um, uh, here's the thing. I'm still in your face. <laughs> um, I have been trying to get through this Sufi Enneagram book. It's very confusing because I know nothing about Sufism and also it's very dense and stuff. Um, but uh, there's, a symbol on the front that's been redrawn. Uh, and this all goes to show that in the middle of that symbol is a zero. And the author of this book, um, I'm gonna ridiculously just do this name. It's so I don't know how to pronounce anything. Uh, Lali Bakhtiar, um, she has presented the idea that the idea of like the central point of the Enneagram is to like become a zero. She put a zero at the center, That's the that's the new, thing um, because the ways that we're interacting and interfacing with the world through your types is really a defense mechanism to cope with the fact that the world fucking sucks. Mm -hmm. So why would you give yourself more baggage to deal with? Bruh, it's fine. Just give yourself less baggage. It's easier. <laughs> yes. That's what I think. Mm -hmm. Anyway, that that's, that's, doesn't have any. Yeah. Um, but yeah, a, a critical analysis of tri-types will come in um forewarning i will try and be as objective as possible but i really disagree with tri-types <laughs> so um if tri-types are your thing i still recommend you listen to it because a lot of you are using them wrong anyway <laughs> so just check in um but that'll probably come i i don't know probably next year because this whole series is just going to take a year but I kind of want to do an episode before the end of the year, so maybe you'll get lucky and get it. You get a special. Yeah, you might get a special. Depends on how irritated I become with um, Enneagram Redditors trying and failing to use tritypes. It's not their fault. It's just that it's not very helpful to the overall goal. And maybe your goal of using the Enneagram is different from mine, but mine is always just like understanding why you're doing the things you're doing. Mm -hmm. and self-improvement. I also think another problem with people jumping into tri-types is that they jump in way too soon, that they don't do the base work of like starting with your Enneagram type and then moving into your wing and like yep. strengthening that and understanding that and then understanding your instinct variants because it's very much a, so your type affects you first, then you are influenced by your integration and disintegration points. And then you are influenced by your wing. And then you are influenced by your instinct variants. And then and only then, even if you are, if you do believe in tri-types, then and only then are you influenced by the other two fixations of the other two types, not their behaviors. So. <laughs> um, well. But um, anyway. <laughs> 
I just put in uh, our episode notes, and we can put it in the notes of the sh- of the mm-hmm. episode too. Uh, a helpful little uh, cone of emotions that my therapist sent me like a few months ago, mm-hmm. um, and it essentially, you know, there are a lot of different ways to conceptualize like what the different emotions are and how they're relating to each other in a graphic. But this mm-hmm. one has a circle and in the middle um, are the most intense of those, some of those key emotions, rage, yep. vigilance, ecstasy, admiration, terror, amazement, grief, loathing. And then as you move out into the wings that sort of go up like a cone, it gets to the, you know, sort of more surface mm-hmm. level stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I was specifically looking at the little anger cut out. Mm-hmm. this right mm-hmm. and so at the deepest point it's rage and then it goes into anger and then it goes up to annoyance and then based on how it's laid out next to anticipation and disgust or or vigilance and loathing as they are in their deepest centers um there's that sort of in between middle ground where it overlaps with your other emotions and then uh in between annoyance and boredom you get contempt in between annoyance and interest you get aggressiveness and I thought it was a very interesting way to conceptualize how the different types within the body center experience that anger. Cause the aggressiveness for me feels very eight. Like they're kind of in that vigilance mm-hmm. column, right? Um, and that's a characteristic of how they are. So they get the aggressiveness. And then for ones it's that contempt and that's close to their loathing, which is self-loathing, but it comes off as loathing for other people as well and then nines are just kind of in the middle there and then depending on when you might dip into other ones and and you mostly repress it and you manifest as just annoyance Mm -hmm. i really like this i am gonna put that graphic in our show notes it reminds me of my emotion wheel i might have to start using this we talk a lot at my workplace about i mean because i work in like the Mm-hmm. youth development field we talk a lot about social emotional learning um and the idea that like you have to develop the skills um mm-hmm. for yourself and then also when you're working with youth obviously you have to develop their emotional skills and one of them is self-awareness and so having graphics that you can point to and use to conceptualize how you're feeling is a very very key part of that and then once mm-hmm. you have that self-awareness you can move on to um, great, gaining other social skills. Mm. Yes. Okay. So are you ready to move on to type ones? Yeah. All right. So let's, we're going to now focus in on how, um, the, in the body intelligence center focuses on each individual type. So we're going to start with type ones. And so with every single intelligence center, in one of the three is going to be um, your internal one. One is going to be the external one. And one is going to be the disengaged slash repressed one. So type ones in the um, body triad are the internalized slash denial um, type of their body. Um, so type ones internalize and repress their anger not to the same point that a type nine does it. Um, uh, 
then type ones, um, type ones tend to, um, they don't like to express their anger externally and can be very self-critical and work very hard to hold back their unconscious impulses. Ones underexpress their instincts. Ones repress their inner wants and instincts to a strict super ego driven consciousness, conscience. They restrict their own feelings and wants through self control and inner boundary. And ones can maintain their autonomy by being perfect, being above criticism. They also seek autonomy from their own feelings and wants. When ones feel that they are losing their autonomy, their rage and aggression is directed inward through harsh self-criticisms. Sometimes they lose self-control lose self and have outbursts of anger towards others. I have a, a Naranjo quote here from his book, Enneotype Structures. Mm -hmm. um, that's a little dense, but I think ties it back into what we were talking about earlier about uh, the body types uh, sense of self. Mm -hmm. There is in the life attitude of any type one, a loss of the sense of being, which, as is the case in these characters at the upper region of the Enneagram, manifests as a, quote, unconsciousness of unconsciousness, end quote, that gives them a particular self-satisfaction opposite to um, uh, felt defic deficiency or to poverty of spirit of those at the bottom. So, for ones, um, that unconsciousness of unconsciousness, um, he says, is converted into the hottest of the passions, which, however ignored by active unconsciousness, underlies the quality of it interpersonal relationships. So that sense of being, the sense of autonomy that they seek to create, there is, even within that own action, uh, a deficiency of self-awareness mm -hmm. of what that 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 autonomy would look like you know like who yeah. they are fundamentally um that means that a lot of ones won't acknowledge the fact that there's resentment or anger or judgment in any of their relationships even with themselves mm -hmm. Interesting. So I think that plays into um, moving on to the challenges that the ones face, which is one's challenges are that they can be resentful, rigid, judgmental, non-adaptive, and overly critical. And that all comes down to what we talked about with the autonomy and naming boundaries. They don't want to be adaptive because their boundaries are very internal and they've set up those internal boundaries of like, I won't do this. Well, and so they can't, yeah. They've set up boundaries, but they've set up boundaries based on um, the morality of social structures. So mm -hmm. they haven't actually set the boundaries. They've just taken on a lot of the, like, this is good, this is bad. Mm-hmm which feeds into the judgmental and overly critical side of it. Mm -hmm. And so they can try and impose their own boundaries, the walls that they have onto other people, which causes them to be overly critical and judgmental. And that's all about needing control over the environment, over themselves, um, and needing that autonomy. But 
um, type ones also have many strengths because of being in their body and their anger and stuff, which is they are honest, they are responsible, they are conscientious, they are hardworking, dependable, practical, and self-reliant. Shall we move on to eights? Yes, let's move on to eights. Eights are the external slash display type of the body type. So type eights um, externalize and act out their anger. Type eights tend to um, act out their anger and they express their anger um, very, very easily and rapidly. They put their guard up so that no one can get through their defenses and hurt them. Their anger commonly arises from situations where they or someone else experiences injustice. Eights overexpress their instinct. They act upon uh, whatever gut hunches and powerful impulses arise. They feel that autonomy will come if they assert their wants aggressively and if they resist being influenced. They must remain in control. Eights extend their sphere of influence to include their families, their home, their workplace, etc. These expansive boundaries help them feel substantial and immortal. Um, they may become confrontational to, uh, to feel their boundaries. They also repress their gentler emotional side because it is seen as vulnerable. Ironically, eights repress um, these instinctual qualities or they repress their um, emotional instincts. But yeah. Mm -hmm. So basically they act out um, and press against um, others. Um, their energy is very aggressive to maintain the boundaries that they've set in place and to maintain their autonomy. So eights, challenges for the eights. Um, they can be excessive, they can be angry, they can be dominating, lustful, and afraid of vulnerability. Um, but they have strengths of being courageous, strong, fair, truthful, determined, generous, and protective of others. So. I found the, the quote that I was looking for. Sorry. I was, oh, okay. I, I was meant to add in something earlier. Oh, okay. Um, but uh, speaking of my, my new friend, Naranjo, mm -hmm. I'm using his book a lot today. Um, but the, he points out there's the idealization of autonomy and a mm -hmm. corresponding rejection of dependency. So it not necessarily that like eights actually enjoy being autonomous because they're really cutting themselves off for their feelings, but they have idealized what autonomy represents to them. Mm -hmm. Makes sense. All right. We cover strengths? Uh, we did. Okay. So, moving yes, moving on. Type nines. This is where it gets interesting. Oh, so, yeah. so type nines disengage slash repress. Um, and so basically they experience, they're the most in their body. They're the most into their anger, but because they repress it so much, they're also the most removed from it and most disengaged. And that all, it kind of feeds into itself. 
because they're never keeping it in check and they're because they're disengaging and repressing they're never really checking in with it which allows it to like build up and that's why they're experiencing it kind of the most so enneagram type nine is in the body center but it is the enneagram type that is most disengaged with their body not physically but internally falling asleep to one's vitality um I really liked that quote because I don't know really ties into like the slothful and the sleep of the type nine but yeah so type nines feel conflicted and disconnect with their anger type nines are most out of touch with their anger and they tend to disconnect from their anger and build harmony and comfort both internally and externally they turn a blind eye to whatever threatens their peace their anger can be referred to as the anger that went to sleep Mm. Mm -hmm. i really like that one too i used to get so like when i was a teenager i would Mm -hmm. get so randomly angry when i was falling asleep at night you know yeah Yeah. no i just like i just because all all the stuff that i was getting angry about over the day i wasn't dealing with the anger then right so i would go to bed Mm -hmm. and as i was falling asleep i'd be like i really want to punch a fucking ball right now (laughs) oh very interesting So nines are out of touch with their instinctual drives. Nines believe that expressing their views or asserting their needs will cause conflict or lack of harmony. Nines shut down most of their instincts by repressing and denying their own wants and needs. Nines try to maintain their autonomy by resisting change, both external pressures, pressures and passionate feelings. Nines often accommodate and go with the flow, a sense of giving up their own independence, but they do so with the agreement that the nine, uh, the, with the agreement to give the nine their own space to do their own thing. If they don't get that space, their underlying rage may come out in passive aggressive forms. And I just love that. Their underlying rage may come out in just passive aggression. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mm-hmm. but it's just utter rage there are lots of filters that things go through mm-hmm. but yeah and so this type nines are in that little the like triad of death just just this i think about it as like you know like the the circle when mm-hmm. your computer is loading like the mm-hmm. of death. like that's kind of how i think about the because yeah. it all just yes. goes around and around and around yes and so the reason being is that pretty much everyone Um, through integration and disintegration will go to something that either internalizes or expresses um, one of the other intelligence centers. And also you have wings that can help balance you out. Um, So for instance, as a five, I have my four wing that um, helps me feel my emotions and is in one of the internal sides of that, right? I disintegrate and go further into myself, which kind of is where that becomes like a trap. But when I integrate, I go to eight and get more in my body. So I have that kind of help. Nines, either wing, so three, six, and nine, their wings on either side are both the same body type. So they don't have the help of wings to get them to the other, um, to get them to the other intelligence centers. And then when they integrate and disintegrate, they're going to the repression center of each type. So when they go to six, so nines, when they go to six in fear, they're still going to repressed fear um, and fear denial. And when they go to 
three, they're going to repress emotions and emotional denial. Also, in just the way that that triangle works, um, mm-hmm. when you are reaching into the eight in growth, you're reaching into the best parts of eight, which are taking from the best parts of two, which are taking from the best parts. And you see like a kind of like you're getting a lot of other spices mm-hmm. in the mix there. Mm-hmm. Um, when I go into three in growth, I'm reaching into the best parts of three, which are reaching from the best parts of six. But I go to six in stress. So I'm taking the worst parts of six. So it really kind of ends up in like a big incestuous pit of hell. Yes. Where it's, it's hard to distinguish if you're integrating or disintegrating or if you're changing at all. Mm-hmm. And also with integration and disintegration, um, so this is something I learned. I forget what I was reading it. You only go, so for instance, if you are an unhealthy nine, you can only integrate to an unhealthy three. You yeah. can't integrate, if you're a nine, you can't, if you're an unhealthy nine, you can't integrate to a healthy three. And so you're taking the best factors from each level of health. So if you're integrating at an average level, you're getting a fair amount of like healthy qualities and that are fine, but you're also still getting some of the I have unhealthy. so many unhealthy three traits. Mm-hmm. I have so, so many image-based things that are mm-hmm. just like, oh, why do you do that? Yeah. So even when you're integrating and you are still taking some of the best parts, you're still not immune from the negatives of that type. Um, and it's not a magic cure-all. Like if I integrate, I'm in a healthier space. Not really. It's just you're using healthier coping mechanisms that aren't reestablishing the problem and such. So, but yeah, so that's why it's really hard for the three, six, and nines to like fully integrate or fully use the other instincts, instinct variants. And it can be very hard for them to actually grow because of that, because they're, when they are going to these places, they're going to kind of the places that are still repressed. I live in a land of oppression. Yes. But yeah, so, um, so let's go into some challenges for the nine. Nines can be stubborn, ambivalent, self-forgetful, indecisive, and conflict avoidance. And that is to maintain their autonomy and to maintain the illusion of harmony. And that is what kind of creates the problem is because it's not real harmony. Because in order to have real harmony, you need to have those conflicts and get them out and resolve them peacefully. Instead, you're living in this fake kind of harmony that you're trying to artificially create. Right. Like the eights have idealized autonomy and the ones have idealized perfection, nines mm-hmm. have idealized harmony. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. But on the upside, nines have excellent strengths related to their body and anger and needing that autonomy. And is that... They're excellent mediators because when the time comes, they will actually fix their environment and want to fix it correctly. They're caring and supportive. They are adaptive um, once they realize that change does need to happen. Um, they're steady and they're receptive and they are non judgmental. Someone hire me for HR. <laughs> yeah. That's basically what you were doing at that one point, remember? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, so just some advice for the body triad um, that I read. Instead of acting quickly based on your instinct and your gut, allow yourself to think first. Think about how your anger, which is likely the deep underlying cause of your instinctual reaction, affects you and those around you. So just when you go to do something and you think it may be passionate, just stop, take a breath. And just take a breath at first. Maybe you, you can still follow through with those actions, even if they're bad, you know. You may have to apologize later, but just at first, try and stop, analyze, and then go through. What you're focusing on here is the not just reacting. It's taking that second to breathe. And from there, you can kind of build up. Practice mindfulness stops. Mm -hmm. Practice those mindful stops. Just every now and then, just check in. Just do a check-in. Am I angry? How's my body? Like, am I just kind of in it? Or like, am I thinking about it? Let's just kind of, yeah. Do yeah. those mindful check-ins. What I've found helpful sometimes is, is well, I have a, a great partner and she'll ask me questions and I will respond just as a response, but not actually thinking about it. And she'll go, are you really okay with this? Or are you really not angry? Or are you really feeling this way? And I'll have to actually stop and think. So maybe reminding people in your life who you interact with on a daily basis that sometimes you will answer things uh, on, a, on a sort of based on your prior patterns of how you interact with stuff. And you might need a second follow-up question to say, hey, did you actually check in with yourself? Yeah. So that's all I've got for the body triad. Do you have anything else to add? No. Okay, so let's just wrap on up. So for next month, um, we're going to be doing the... Um, heart and shame triad so that's going to be two three and four okay and so our question of the month is specifically for that heart and shame triad again two threes and fours and that is what is your favorite unwritten rule this is gonna be so good yeah i'm excited for this one oh. yes so i have to go yeah. find heart people i don't hang out with heart people i'll ask i'll ask my partner I'll, I'll ask my roommate yeah but yeah so that's going to be what our next episode is about um stay tuned for us fixing that eight episode that'll probably pop up soonish depending on how good i'm feeling and how much i can squeeze out um while i'm sick um but yeah so email us um anything goes at gmail.com or tweet at us at anything goes same way it's spelled here Leave us a review mm -hmm. on Apple Podcasts mm -hmm. or and other things. Are we on any other things that they can review? YouTube? We're Comments? on YouTube. Um, and the thing is, we're on so many now that I don't know. Like, we just, we keep getting updates. Like, we're now on, what was it, Verbal? It's one I've never even heard of. Oh, but cool. our hosting website just puts us on literally any um, platform. So... Mm whatever platform you're listening on if you can review please do and also if something happens with the audio let us know you're listening let us know because i can't believe that 150 some people okay. listened to the type 8 episode and just didn't say shit just like star trek maybe okay maybe none of them got to that point maybe they all just checked out and were hey, like nah our intros are too long 
Yeah, our intro to language just left. No one got there. <laughs> um, but yeah, so please, if something like that happens in the future, because the type eight episode, I think, was it our September or October episode? It was a while ago. It was a while ago. So it's been up like that. And I have no idea Couple how months. long ago it was broke. I assume that it's been broken like that since it got uploaded. <sighs> so please, if you hear it, let us know so we can fix it. Because once I upload it, like I don't listen to it once it's been uploaded. I listen to the edit of it and just assume probably unfairly that, <laughs> that, that it's, it's all fine. That it's all fine. So maybe I need to start listening to it again. But the problem is by the time I have. You've listened to it for hours and hours at that point, though. Yeah, because I've edited edit. it. And so I've been like going through it and I'm just kind of done. I'm like, OK, I've got my finished product. Yeah, it's fine. Right, yeah. so, so I don't know. So someone, if if you see something, say something. <laughs> Use that PSA and help us. Uh. <laughs> Okay, bye. Bye.